Hey everyone, I'm Brielle. And I'm Michelle, and together we're the Wine Pro and the Wino. Each week we'll chat about wine and break it down to make it more relatable and easier to understand. And we'll do it all with glasses in hand so you know the pressure's off. I'm the Wine Pro. I regularly teach wine classes and started my own wine consulting business, Viva Lavino, in 2017. And I'm Michelle, the Wino. I love drinking wine and learning about it. So whether you're a Wino like me or a Wine Pro like Brielle, you're welcome here. We share a common goal to bring people together through wine. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. That was pretty solid. I think that was pretty good. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wine Pro and the Wino. I'm Brielle. How you doing today, Michelle? I am lovely. How are you today? Oh, I am so excited because we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics and one of the most foundational topics of wine, and that is wine storage. And it's all in celebration of a great gift you got. Yes, I actually just received a wine fridge, uh, 28 bottles, I think, something like that. I actually got it a couple months ago, but I have been so intimidated to open it because I really don't know the first thing about it. And so my first thought was I'm going to ask Brielle and ask her how I'm going to handle this wine fridge, what I'm going to do with it, how I'm going to store my wine, and I'm very excited to learn the answers. Well, having a wine fridge moves you along the scale from wine O to wine pro. So before we know it, we're going to switch roles in this podcast and you will be the professional telling us all of your expertise. But Absolutely I'm, not. I'm so excited for you because this is a it's a huge deal and it has the opportunity to age wine over time in an even better environment than what you currently have. I lived in New Jersey, you live in New York. The temperature fluctuates from season to season, and that can really have a big impact on your wine. And so keeping wine bottles in a consistent environment, a wine fridge or a cellar, maintains the integrity of the wine, keeps it safe, and you'll just be so much happier. I'm really looking forward to it because I, first of all, I've only had, well, as far as I know, I've only had wines that are in the refrigerator, like white wines that I know are supposed to be chilled. So I don't even know anything about storing a red wine in any kind of temperature other than my house temperature, which it really does fluctuate because if you go on vacation and you don't have your heat on or whatever over the summer, or you don't have your air conditioning on, it really can be like several degrees in between what it is. So I'm very curious about this. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the basics. And we're going to play a little quiz game. I did not prepare you for this at all. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) I'm going to give you one of the things that is true about wine storage. And I'd like you to try to come up with the reason why. You will probably be very close. Uh, No, it's not going to be multiple choice. You're just going to have to think about it. Critical thinking, (laughs) Michelle. And uh, I'll give you the rationale. So the first item, we're going to go through a couple here, but we're going to try to do them pretty quickly. The first one is why you should keep wine cool in the first place. Um, I'm going to say so it doesn't go bad. That's a great ding, ding, ding. Yes, that's a great answer. So (laughs) If your wine is getting above about 75 degrees, and that's a really moderate springtime temperature from where we're from, right? 75 Mm -hmm. degrees and sunny, beautiful day out. Your wine does not think so. Your wine can start to age prematurely. It can start to taste a little too what we call cooked, especially as it gets even hotter. It's why if you order wine from a winery during the summer months, especially in states like New Jersey where it does tend to get pretty hot, they oftentimes will say, we can't ship it right now. We need to wait a couple of weeks. They don't want their wine to get cooked on the way to you. And they don't want to pay unnecessarily high shipping fees for refrigerated trucks or putting ice packs in your shipment in order to make sure that it stays cool enough. 
So you want to make sure your wine stays cooler than natural temperatures can get to in the spring and summertime. Is there certain bottles that you need to have colder than others or can they all be at the same temperature? So for serving, oftentimes people prefer sparkling wines, white wines, and rosés to be more chilled than red wines. But when you're storing wines, people say that 55 degrees Fahrenheit is the ideal temperature. So For reds and whites. For reds and whites and sparklings and rosés for storage. For serving, obviously those differ. And so it's all about preference. I can give you a a degree range here, but if you like your red wine nice and cold, you're right. If you like your white wine room temperature, go for it. But for storage, there actually is a right answer and it's as close to 55 degrees as you can get. So many wine fridges actually have digital temperature gauges and you can set them to a certain temperature. Uh, My wine fridge is set at 55. And I have sparkling white rosés and reds of all kinds in that fridge. So if I was going to go and want to open a bottle, so say I want to open a bottle of red, I take it out of my wine fridge and can I drink it at that time or should I let it sit out for like a day so it gets to be room temperature? It's a great question. So many people think that the 55 degree temperature is a little too cold for their red. And so they'll leave it out on the countertop, but not for a full day. What I usually do, and I do prefer my reds with a little bit of a chill, is I'll take my wine out and leave it on the counter about 30 minutes before I'm ready to open it. Some people prefer about an hour and that will allow it to come closer to room temperature. But I think a half an hour, even 20 minutes out of the wine fridge is about my preference for most reds. And does it have to be a certain quality of wine? So say I buy like a $10 grocery store bottle, nothing crazy, and I got it like a month or so ago. Should that be something I put in the wine fridge or should I use it specifically for like nicer bottles? Personally, I put my nicest wine in the fridge first and then I fill it in with everything else I have. So my partner and I went to Italy in 2018. It was magical. We stuffed 13 bottles of wine in my checked luggage and brought them back. And they are the first things that went in the wine fridge. If I buy a bottle of wine from the store, if I have room, I'll stick it in the fridge just because it's the safest place to store it. Um, But otherwise, I always make sure my nicest wine gets a spot. That makes sense. If I wanted to have like a nice bottle of champagne and I knew like the second I bought it, I should put that in there, right? Depending on when you want to drink it. So for champagne, if you know you're ordering or buying a nice bottle because something really exciting happened and you want to celebrate that night, when you get home, you should stick it in your regular fridge so it gets nice and cold because you'll want to drink it much colder than 55 degrees, unless you don't, and again, that's fine. Um, But if you are planning on keeping it for any amount of time, I would stick it right in the wine fridge. The nicer, the more justification because you'll be more upset if that wine gets spoiled by temperature or the myriad of other factors about storage. So quiz question number two for you, Michelle, is why should you store wine on its side instead of upright? I feel like we should have Jeopardy music. We should. I would say... This is embarrassing. I think that I (laughs) would store it on its side so things don't accumulate on the bottom. Like I'm thinking of like grossness on the bottom of the bottle, but yeah. So it's a great guess. It's a great guess. And I do want to talk about grossness and what sometimes people think of when they think of bottle storage, because that's really important too. 
The reason that you store bottles of wine on their side, this specifically applies to wine that is sealed with a natural cork, is because when you keep your bottle upright, generally the cork is not in contact with liquid. There is always a little bit of air allowed in every bottle because as a wine changes temperature, as the outside environment changes temperature, the liquid will contract and expand. That's a molecular thing. So you leave a little bit of air because if the pressure in the bottle gets too high, you don't want the cork to start popping out. That's why there's they're not filled to the very, very top. But if you leave a bottle upright and the cork is not in contact with the wine, it can start to dry out. And when things dry out, think about a sponge in your sink. They start to shrivel up. And if a cork shrivels up too much, it'll start uh, coming away from the walls of the inside of the neck of the bottle and it'll start allowing air in, which oxidates your wine and makes it taste like vinegar. So the best way you can store your wine, especially wine that comes with a natural cork seal, is on its side because that ensures that there were always going to be liquid in contact with the cork. It'll keep it moist and prevent oxygen from coming into your bottle. That definitely makes sense. I have a little story. It didn't happen to me personally, but my cousin got um, engaged about a year ago mm-hmm. and they had a, my aunt and uncle had a bottle of Dom Perignon that they, it was like very old bottle, but I, they definitely did not store this bottle correctly and they opened it in celebration and they were so sad because this very expensive bottle of champagne tasted terrible and they were really looking forward to it. And I don't know. I mean, we all live in New York. It could have been the temperature. It could have been that it wasn't stored on its side. I don't know what the reason was, but now I'm even more curious. But I bet you it was something, one of those reasons. It could be another one. And here's quiz question number three, Michelle. It could have been Uh light. So when you go into a wine shop, oftentimes in the window, especially I'm thinking about my time in New York City, there's this wine shop right on the corner And they had this big display window with almost every bottle you could find in the store prominently displayed in the front. And I would watch people walk in and see a bottle that they knew they liked or they wanted to buy, and they would grab it right from the window display. And it hurt my heart because light can damage wine. But why and how? So I'm thinking either the heat because of the sun or because it is going to be like I think of like when you have anything that's out in the sun, it like fades, color fades. So it might have something to do with that. Yeah, you're you're right on target there. So the sun and UV light that comes from the sun bakes our skin, right? And that's why we wear protection. That's why we get sunscreen. That's why we wear hats and or sunglasses. Or you don't and you get a tan. Or, or yes, you get a tan. <laughs> or, or in my case, you become a lobster and everyone looks at you and goes, okay, girl, you're an adult. You should figure this out by now. Um, But so it's the reason that traditionally, or it's one of the reasons traditionally that wine bottles, especially for red wines, or even white wines too, have had a bit of a color to them. They're green often um, in color. That's that's to help prevent and block against those UV rays um, because the sun and light will continue to kind of cook your wine in the same way the temperature will. So if you're ever looking to experiment with this, although it sounds like this might have been the case for that bottle of Dom, You can go to a wine shop and buy the same exact bottle from the same exact year, one from the window display where it's been sunny and kind of shown on for as long as they've had it there, and then one from the very back of the shelf, wherever else it's located. You have a Coravin now. Compare the two and just see how different they are. One will be, especially if it's a red wine, jammier, cooked, 
If it's a white wine, it'll taste less crisp and fun no matter how much you chill it. The sun and light really have um, a terrible effect on wine. So when people talk about, well, I don't have a wine. Well, we should get to this later. Where should I store my wine if I don't have a wine fridge? That was actually a question, yes. Well, we have a couple more quiz questions for you. A couple more quiz questions. Of course we do. (laughs) Okay. Um, Next quiz question is uh, why is storing your wine where most people store it on top of the refrigerator in the kitchen not a great idea? You can use some of what we've already learned, but there's one more reason I'm looking for. Okay, so my number one reason would be that it would not be on its side because mm-hmm. it would probably roll over. Yes, and then exactly. I also think that if it's on there rolling over because the refrigerator is like vibrating or whatever, it would probably be because it's like shaking it. And I would think like if a bottle of champagne, even if it's like minor shaking, if like a bottle of champagne was being shaked, it would like explode. Yeah. Okay. So you are exactly right. So a refrigerator is the one appliance that is consistently humming, right? You probably don't even hear it, but when you are not around a refrigerator or when you unplug your fridge, you're like, wow, our kitchen's so quiet. So a refrigerator on top is going to have some slight vibrations and those vibrations over time can speed up the chemical reactions that happen in your wine. This generally doesn't happen if you're storing wine for a short amount of time. So if, say, you get your wine at the grocery store on a Sunday and in the next couple of weeks you finish it, you probably won't notice it all that much, even if you are storing it on top of the fridge. However, I'll tell you a little story. So when I lived in New York City, I lived in an apartment right by West 4th Street's train station. There are subways Uh going in every direction. And I had a bedroom that consistently shook because of it. I was in like a pre-pre-war building. It was a magical unicorn apartment, but we occasionally dealt with the train. You kind of heard it. You really felt it. That's New York for you. And I remember my parents for my birthday, which is just such a me gift, got me a case of wine. They said, you're always having your girlfriends over. You're living in New York. You're a broke kid. We're going to get you a case of wine. So when you have friends over, you don't have to go out and buy more. And I stored it under my bed because it was New York who has a closet. And and it was dark. It was dark, right? So I tried to <laughs> avoid the light. I had it in a box. I turned the box on its side. I covered it in bath towels. The temperature was a hard thing because like in New York, you don't get to really control the temperature of your apartment. Your, your building does. So you just hope and pray. Um, but I did have it above a train station. And it took me a while to get through that case of wine because when people came over, they would often bring a bottle. So it wasn't like in a week or two, it was gone. And when we got to the end of that case, it was not good anymore because of, think about it, the train is running 24 seven every couple of minutes. And while the first couple bottles didn't suffer because of it, the last few really, really did. And I had controlled for every other influence with the exception of temperature, which I'm sure was a factor as well. But the last few were really not good. Would you think, would you say that it was like, what kind of taste was it? Was it like fruitier? Was it just like vinegarier? It just kind of like, it stops tasting is interesting. It kind of tastes flat, but flat isn't a good enough word to describe it. It just, you could tell it wasn't good anymore. If you've ever opened a bottle and you're like, I don't know what happened to this, but it's not what I know, Mm -hmm. that's what it was. Okay. Like sometimes I feel like there's layers and like maybe it was like less layered. There were no layers. There was one layer (laughs) and it was bad. (laughs) Not an onion. One layer. Not an onion. No. 
No, it was an onion ring. That's it. It was deep fried and yucky. Although <laughs> I do love like onion deep rings. fried. I know me too. Um, okay, so you have a question. I did have a question, and now it's like fleeting. It was um, what happens if you don't have a wine fridge? Oh, right. That was my question. Oh, well, so no, it. I have I have one question before that. So okay. that my other question is: How come a lot of wine stores that you go into have all of their bottles stored um, up uh, straight up and down rather than on their sides? So honestly, the reason that many wine shops have that is because they're easy to see and they're easier for customers to buy. And if you're a shop dedicated specifically to wine, you are going through inventory very quickly. You'll also see wine shops, they'll have their nicest bottles, sometimes in a refrigerated case. That's because more expensive bottles move in a retail scenario much slower. People aren't coming in every single day and buying $100 bottles, but they are coming in every single day and buying $10 bottles. And so they can put a case of a $10 Malbec on the shelf and it's probably gone by the end of the day. So they don't have to worry so much from a short-term perspective. Uh, For the wines that they are trying to sell that might not move as quickly, sometimes you'll go to a bit of a nicer wine shop or a wine shop that has higher price points and they will have racks that are sideways. You have to spend more time there because it's much harder to see them from a shopping perspective. I'm Uh, sure. Yeah, but they'll have them sideways and they'll recognize that it's going to take them more time to sell them and they want to make sure that they're in good shape. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so then the last question is really if this is only a 28-bottle wine fridge and I don't see myself buying another one anytime soon. So my next question is what do I do with the remaining bottles or what happens if somebody doesn't have a wine fridge at all? How are they going to store their wine without making with making sure that there's as little variables as possible for it to go bad. Well, first and foremost, don't leave over a train station in New York City. The West Village yeah, is a magical a place, but not for storing your wine. Um, <laughs> unless you're really, really far west where the trains don't go and then I, more power to you. I have a suggestion for that though. So next time you live in New York City and have a case of wine, just drink the entire case as soon as you possibly can so That's you won't true. have the problem. See? Yeah. Straight from the wino. Mm-hmm. Drink your wine. You won't That's have what a I'm problem. Here for. <laughs> yeah. So think about it. You don't want it to have any vibrations if you can manage it. You don't want any light. You want to control as much as you can for temperature, and you want to make sure they're stored on your side. So what I recommend to people who, again, don't live over a train station is in a closet on the top shelf um, on its side, you can get one of those like really inexpensive wine racks, or especially in your basement, if you are in an area where basements are a thing. Basements, because they're underground, often have much more manageable temperatures. And so a lot of people who live in areas, especially on the West Coast, if they have basements, they are able to forego wine fridges altogether and just use their basement as a bit of a cellar. And that's really what cellars are. They're built into the ground because temperature regulation is so much easier underground and they're often naturally cooler. So if you have a basement, especially a cooler basement, especially a cooler basement that you've been like, gosh, darn it, my my basement's so cold. Perfect. Good. Start a wine collection. Rent out parts of your basement for other people's wine collections. You know, it is perfect because the rest of my wine right now is all sitting in my basement on a horizontal rack that you had gifted me. Thank you very much. <laughs> so everything is actually in my basement. So all I have to do is transfer them to my wine fridge and all the remaining bottles can stay in the basement and hopefully maintain their deliciousness. 
Yeah, I think it's great. And one fun tip that I like, to, I'm going to like expose myself totally here. But so I told you like put your nice bottles in your wine fridge. If you have a couple spaces left, put some wines that you are willing to open with guests. So I have wine racks. I have way too much wine, full stop. So I have wine racks everywhere. I have wine stored everywhere. But it's especially nice when somebody comes over and you can pull a wine bottle out of the wine fridge as opposed to out of the wine, off the wine rack or in my case, like under my bed, right? And it's just like a much more special experience. So I always recommend if you know you have somebody coming over or even if you don't and you just have a couple spaces, fill your wine fridge when you can and then always pull something out when you have a guest. It's a really special experience and you'll look so classy. I feel like I would look so cool. That's definitely what I'm going to start doing. Yeah, I can't wait to come over and see what you pull out of that wine fridge for us. I know. I think I need to buy better quality wine. (laughs) No, I think the wine that you drink is fantastic. Plus, you should drink what you like. Don't let the wine world of marketing influence you. Drink what you like. Drink what you know. And if you don't know what you like, let me help you. I think the other thing that I was thinking about was if there is going to be like the red wines, et cetera, the white wines, if if someone were to have two wine fridges, just hypothetically, would they keep their white wine fridge colder than their red wine? That's a good question. It depends if they are trying to like drink it immediately out of the wine fridge. So you could presumably have a wine fridge just for white wines that you keep colder, maybe not as cold as your normal refrigerator, but cold enough that you could pull a white wine from it and enjoy it pretty immediately. I'd still keep reds at 55. I don't think I would go any warmer. I mean, technically you could go as warm as like the low 60s, but I don't personally, I don't see the reason for it. We think of 55 Fahrenheit as the ideal temperature. And so if I know I'm going to drink a white wine that night or a rosé and I want it personally because I do prefer it a little colder, I'll just take it out of the wine fridge and stick it in the regular fridge. And if I know I'm having a red wine, I'll like pull it out a couple, like 20 to 30 minutes before and then drink it that way. There are some wine fridges that are called dual zone. So one fridge, but two different areas. People will do the same kind of thing with that. Or like you mentioned, having more than one fridge for more than one style of wine. But I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a traditionalist. I keep them all at 55 because that, that seems to be the magic number. Okay. And I'm thinking about it. I feel like if I were to have something like a Pinot Noir, which is a bit lighter, I would probably have that earlier than I, like quicker from the pull out of the fridge rather than my cab. Where oh my God, Michelle, that's brilliant. Yes. A hundred percent. You're ready to you get a certificate. Me, you build me up. Michelle, that's exactly right. Lighter bodied red wines often can stand up to some serious chill. So yeah, you're 100% right. A lot of people, me included, will drink a Pinot Noir straight from that wine fridge. Okay, that makes sense. Also, you have to stop making me sound so exciting. But you are. Look at how much you know. (laughs) I think that's more common, like not common sense, but I do think like just thinking about how I like it when I'm drinking it, like I don't like the Pinot Noir to be the same temperature as the Cab. Yeah, big bold reds like Cabernet or like Shiraz, higher the alcohol, the higher the tannin. We'll talk more about that in another episode. The less chilled you'll want that wine. You want it to be warmer and give it a chance to open up. And right now I'm less intimidated by the wine fridge because I think initially it was something that I... I asked for as a gift that I did not think was going to be so intimidating at at the beginning, if that makes sense. I really just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use it. 
and then I realized I don't know how to and so I'm grateful that you kind of explained the the basics for me you are going to be the best wine mama ever and I can't wait to drink your wine with you straight out of the fridge or after 20 minutes however we like it and just see you in all of your wine glory this is if, this is a really big step for me thank you yeah a small step for this wino and a large step for wino kind. Yes. Me and Lance Armstrong on the moon. Just <laughs> kidding. It was Neil Armstrong on the moon. Oh my God. <laughs> You're cut that out. I'm definitely cutting that out. Actually, it's like somewhat funny. So, but it's also too embarrassing. I can't keep it in. Clearly, I kept this in. So please don't hold this against me. Okay, Michelle, I think we have covered all of the basics of wine storage. Do you feel like you understand it a little bit more? I think I'm very grateful for everything that you kind of explained to me. I was definitely intimidated about having this wine fridge. It was something that I didn't realize I was going to be um, so unsure about when I got it. And now I do feel a little bit more comfortable knowing why I'm going to be using a wine fridge and what it's for and how it's going to help preserve some of my wine and probably take t- make my champagne taste a little bit better. Yeah, I hope you don't have that experience ever again. And I think your wine fridge will really help you with that. I'm looking forward to it. All right, well, I'm going to go open it and I will report back. Oh my gosh, send me all the pictures and let me know if you want some help as you get it set up. Absolutely, I will. All right, well, thank you everybody so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Hey, if you're a wino and want to learn more about wine, check out Brielle's business, Viva Livino, and sign up for a wine class. And make sure to follow along on Instagram at the Wine Pro and the Wino for lots of fun wine content and subscribe to us here. If you get a chance, we'd love you to give us a five-star review. We hear it helps. New episodes drop every Monday, so we hope you'll tune in. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to sip with you next time. Cheers! Cheers.